You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, we found out some further news regarding the Boston Bruins and one of their key players, and that's Hampus Lindholm. So I don't know if one of you guys want to mention where the story came from because after uh, media breakup day, mums was the word, hush hush was the word, but somebody went back to their native country and let the cat out of the bag, and now we know a little bit more about Hampus Lindholm. Yeah, so just so people know, like we'd recorded the rest of this episode before this news broke, but we did want to touch on it uh, and drop this in because – uh, obviously, pretty important news that broke on on Wednesday, um, and it, it's weird. Like this, so he said this to a Swedish newspaper. It was actually last week, and because it was in Swedish, like apparently no one picked it up. It just didn't spread across the Atlantic Ocean to to the U.S. Um, but Lindholm told the Swedish newspaper that he had to decline an invitation to play for Sweden in the world championships because he found out that he had a fracture in his foot. Um, Brian, as you mentioned, you know, we knew Lindholm was dealing with a lower body injury. He, you know, Montgomery had said that Lindholm had said that he blocked a shot against Detroit on March 11th and then missed the next game the next day. And then he sat one more game, like a couple weeks after that. And Montgomery said he was, um, just dealing with a nagging lower body injury. Uh, Lindholm on breakup day was asked about it and he said he was fine. He said, everyone's dealing with stuff. It is what it is type thing. So uh, my understanding here is that uh, when Lindholm told the Swedish newspaper that he found out like that day that it was a fracture, I think he's telling the truth. I don't think they knew that he had a fracture in the regular season or during the playoffs. I just don't, whatever, x-rays mris that they did i think it just didn't show up which can happen especially if it's like a hairline fracture they just they don't always show up sometimes it takes further testing or maybe it gets worse or whatever um so i i actually do believe them that they you know they probably didn't know this in the regular season or during the playoffs um but they they wound up finding it uh sometime after the year yeah, and, and it was pretty clear, and we had talked about it and didn't really have an answer for how his play had changed. Um, from if you think back to the beginning of the season when Charlie McAvoy was still recovering from surgery, it was Hampus Lindholm that was leading the defense, and he looked he looked like an elite defenseman um in that stretch of time when he was really their top guy back there. And then, and we were even having a conversation. I remember saying this months ago, um, could Hampus Lindholm be uh, an X factor in the playoffs for the Bruins even more so than Charlie McAvoy. And then that Hampus Lindholm kind of went away and it makes 
I to me it makes more sense that he didn't just hit a slump and that there was um physical a physical situation going on with him that made his play less comfortable so therefore his transition game uh slowed down he and we even the last episode that we put up yesterday we were talking about how what were some of the biggest mistakes individual mistakes of the 2023 playoffs for the Bruins and Brian yours was Hampus Lindholm clearing the puck over the glass and there was another time in game seven that Lindholm had a failed clear that led to a goal um and so we're pointing to some of his mistakes in the playoffs and we did not know that at the time he was dealing with the this foot injury well and i think the biggest sentiment for people when this news kind of came out was well that makes sense because i remember during the actual playoff series we were we were breaking down one of the games and i remember just watching him and saying on the podcast he just he just looked like bambi like he he was making and that he he was he was just falling with no pressure on him like and 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 it made no sense to me because skating is probably his greatest asset and best attribute. He's he's such a powerful skater, and so for him to ha- to just be, you know, slipping on ice with nobody around him and just looking hesitant, going going in after puck retrievals, I just it was either this guy just is crumbling under pressure and he's a choke artist, or there's something going on. And it turns out that it was it was the latter, but like. I just, I just don't. What pisses me off, and I think rightfully so, and probably a lot of a lot of fans is, if you're the Florida Panthers and you're if you're Hampus Lindholm and you're on the Florida Panthers this year and you're you're scratching and clawing for a playoff spot up until the game eighty two, that's one thing. But he was on the Boston Bruins, and this Boston Bruins team had a playoff spot all year, but 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 they had a playoff spot locked up for at least the final month of the season, technically or maybe even longer, right? And so even if the Bruins didn't know, even if Hampus Lindholm didn't know technically it was a broken foot or a a fractured foot, like, why are you playing? Rest it. Your team is in the playoffs. Your team has locked up the President's Trophy. They locked up the President's Trophy, what, back in early March, late February? What's the team doing in that situation? That's what annoys me the most. Yeah, which I think is understand. Like, I think it's certainly fair to question. You know, if if the injury really was affecting him that much, like, yeah, why? At least the last couple games, maybe like, you know, I know they wanted to play everyone those last two games to ramp up for the playoffs, but Krejci rested because he was clearly dealing with something. So yeah, Lindholm could have. I just, you know, I wonder like if in Lindholm's mind is it something where it's like. Hey, it, like it's good enough to walk on. It's good enough. It fits in the foot fits in my skate. I can go out there and skate like I'm playing. They haven't found anything that would indicate like I should be sitting. So, you know, that's one where it's like obviously if the medical staff had found it, then they can make recommendations based on a fracture and, and say, like, okay, you should rest this amount of time. You should rest as much as possible or whatever. But when you don't know that and you think maybe it's just sore, maybe it's whatever you think it's, I don't know, a bruise that's lasted a while, like whatever it might be. 
you know, you go to the, like the medical staff isn't going to be like, yeah, he should definitely sit. Like you, they're probably thinking it's just a little sore, but it fits on the skate and he can skate. So like, what's the issue? It's not getting any worse. Um, so it's tough. Obviously, you know, you would like to have caught that earlier and because I'm sure that would change how they would have approached it. But, um, you know, to, to bridges, like the points you're making about it affecting his play, I think to me, like it, it doesn't excuse like the puck over the glass or the turnover up the boards. Those are just poor decisions. I don't think those really have anything to do with the broken foot, but it certainly does help explain, like you said, like slow, not being as noticeable in transition, not getting going with a skating game, not being as involved in the offensive zone and cycling and all that. Like that, those are all the areas where his skating ability has always shown up. And now you hear this and it's like, yeah, okay. Like now that makes sense that his skating wasn't as good as, as we had seen earlier in the season. So, um, you know, I think like you, you can look at like the zero points in seven games. You're like, all right, this probably helps explain some of that. Um, still doesn't totally excuse his performance. And, you know, again, obviously like it wasn't serious enough that because like, if you think like broken foot, like, fully broken serious fracture like that foot's not going in a hockey skate so obviously it wasn't that that serious if it's not even showing up on whatever testing they did um but if you're dealing with any sort of foot ailment like yeah it's probably gonna affect your skating and well but like if if it was not feeling better in a month you said that happened against detroit in was it early march yeah march Um, 11th if it's not feeling better in a month, then I think, you know, it's not just bruised. Um, and that my guess is it got worse and worse. So like, I think maybe he was dealing with the worst of it in the playoffs because he wasn't resting it. So not only did it not have a chance to heal anything that hit it or, or just skating on it in general could have been making it, um, just making it worse. And then obviously having to go get it looked at in Sweden, it was, maybe about a month and a half, two months after it happened. So obviously he was probably getting worried, like, okay, well, this just doesn't feel right still. So at some point I'm guessing he or medical noticed that um, if it were just, uh, you know, a bad bruise or what have you, it wouldn't still be painful a month later, a month plus later. Um, And it probably doesn't excuse the puck over the glass and, and the turnovers. But um, I feel like sometimes when you're playing injured, you, your mental game suffers because you're trying to fight through pain and you're, um, you're, you might not have that quick response time to certain things because you're, brain is focusing on two different things at the same time, which is what should I do with this puck? And um, how can I play through this pain if he really was in a lot of pain? Yeah, it's a good point. Like the puck over the glass one, again, we're all on the same page. No excuse there. In fact, like I, I, I mentioned how much of a mistake I felt that it was. But Bridget, to your last point, is he subconsciously taking preventative measures there? Like is he is he because of the the, is he is he not taking the open ice that's given to him because he's not confident in his abilities to go end to end like he has when he's held? I don't know. I'm not really sure. But at the end of the day, it's uh, it's certainly disappointing all the way around because 
I just get the sense that every calculated decision that the Bruins made down the stretch just was wrong. Like even even to the point of let's let's play let let's play everybody the last couple of games to rev up for the playoffs. How'd that work out for you? They sucked in games one and two, even though they split them. They weren't good in, in games one and two. So it, it, it took them till games three and four down in Florida to wake up, and 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 then and then it just feels like it just feels like they mismanaged certain guys with their injuries down the stretch and 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 forced them into the lineup. And I I know. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, and if and if you look back in time, you'll. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this, Adidas. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We'll see that they did give Krejci a couple games off here. They did give Bergeron a few games off at the end. But if, if guys are dealing with with with, st- with stuff that's going to keep them out of playoff games, and you know this, like maybe maybe keep them out a little bit longer than just a couple games in the end of in, in uh, the end of April or I mean um the end of March or early April. So I, I it's it's really frustrating for me. It just feels like when you have such a cushion, you have all, you have you have like just every every opportunity in the world to to go into that playoffs as rested and as prepared as possible. And they just overthought it every step of the way. And there's no excuse for that. Now, my question for you guys, my final question regarding Lindholm is. Well, just, just on that point before you, sorry, before you get to your final question, like I would just offer a reminder that like they can't set everyone. There is a salary cap and you can only call up a certain number of guys. So like, yeah, you could sit two to three guys a game, but you know, they did that for a stretch, like for two weeks, there was a rotation of guys sitting, you know, almost every game. And Lindholm did get a couple of those. I I certainly think, you know, had he been having known like he was in pain or, you know, maybe he wasn't open enough with like, who knows? We, we just, we don't know enough, but you know, yeah, I think it's fair to look at now and be like, okay, why didn't Lindholm rest more? I mean, I think he played the last like five or six games, consecutively so like that's fair but you know it's not like they're going to be able to rest everyone like the final week of the season yeah Yeah. but but think about so they were hall was coming back from an injury and he got he got into the lineup towards the end of the regular season which made sense for him but at that point in time why wouldn't you be trying to get a little bit of rest for lindholm um in that span and if you think about it hall came back from that injury and he looked pretty refreshed and he looked, he looked fresh and he was one of their better guys in the first few games of the playoffs um, in terms of production. And you could see that him taking the time he needed to heal helped him a lot. Um, and you, you wonder what that kind of rest could have done for Lindholm in the playoffs. And I also think 
if you if you really go back to the last week of the season plus the playoffs, just think about how many guys were not 100% either coming in off of injury or injured. Forbert uh, was injured and we didn't know whether or not he should come in. Felino was coming off an injury. Hall had come off a little bit earlier. Then there's the Allmark injury that we still don't have a lot of clarity on. Um, and it just – Bergeron and Krejci. There was a lot of injuries that the Bruins were were dealing with that we didn't necessarily know. We could tell something was off about most of those guys, but um, they seemed to go through most of the season pretty healthy. Um, even after the surgeries, you know, there were no complications to coming back from from all those surgeries that guys had in the offseason. And then all of a sudden it all falls apart in the playoffs and at the end of the regular season. So um, clearly I mean, some of it's bad luck, but some of it is also definitely mishandling the rest and recovery. But I mean, other teams didn't have the luxury of being able to rest guys down the stretch and they're yeah, still but they playing. Did. So, <laughs> they, like, they did though. No, they, the Florida Panthers it, didn't rest anyone. They're still going. Carolina didn't rest yeah, guys. But they're if still you can playing. do it, why Dallas, would like, Vegas, like, no, but she's saying the Bruins could have though. They could have. They yeah, have that. Still they, could have lost in the first round, like it. You know. Yeah, sure they could have, but they. We, we've seen other that teams that have rested guys and then they go in rusty. Like that—that's what they were trying to avoid. It didn't work for them, but like that was the idea behind it. Was they didn't want to be like Tampa in nineteen and go in rusty. Okay, well they instead went in injured, and that was clearly not a great uh, strategy either. So. I, I understand yeah, well, why they that did wasn't, it. Right? That wasn't the plan. Like, I understand that. Well, that, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Patrice Bergeron got injured. Like, it it's easy to say now he shouldn't have played the last game. But, but yeah, even though, even if we're talking about Lindholm, though, that was just a rest situation. Not, you know, it wouldn't be that hard to have gotten him a game here and there. But, I mean, maybe that's all not even relevant because if, if, he really wasn't – it didn't have any reason to think he needed to rest. I, I don't know, what, like, what those conversations were like because he was probably part of that decision-making. Should he play? Should he not play? He probably said he was good, and they just put him in. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have a, a, a desire to, you know, sit every single guy once you've crossed the finish line going into the playoffs. That I was more so talking about – a couple of key guys with key injuries that you should know about. And if, and you're right, if, if Lindholm wasn't being very transparent or very honest with himself and the team, then a team can only go off of so much. Now you would imagine that the medical staff is top notch and they can, they don't need Lindholm's honesty. They should be able to figure it out themselves. But if it's a pain threshold thing and they couldn't, and something wasn't appearing on an x-ray and they're, they're relying on him and he's just saying, yeah, no, it's fine. Well, that's on him and shame on him for doing that. Cause you need to, you need to have a, uh, a better long-term and big picture mentality. If you're a top defenseman on your team and you're going into a playoffs with a broken foot. So Lindholm, that situation aside, that's one that, that, that annoys me with the, with the rest that they, everybody involved should have been better with that including the player. Um, but yeah, it's, it does, it does feel like the Bruins, not everybody goes through injuries throughout the course of the regular season. And Jake DeBrusque was out of the lineup for a while uh, from new year's on. But for the most part, everybody was pretty, pretty healthy. And 
And then, as you guys mentioned, in about late, mid, late February, yes, they had some injuries that some longer term injuries that kind of coincided with the, the impending trade deadline. And that's where, that's where things got challenging for the Bruins because yes, you had guys out of the lineup, but then you had new guys entering the lineup and then you guys, you got started to get everybody back before the playoffs. And, and there was a, there was definitely a a juggling issue with what, what are the best combinations? And it was kind of the perfect storm, but at the end of the day, you can't, you can't sit there and say, Oh, well, the, our roster was too good on paper. We couldn't decide what we wanted to do. That's an excuse. And you certainly can't use injuries as an excuse because everybody goes through that. So the only thing I'm just mentioning is if if you if one of your top defensemen is has a broken foot, like you got to figure that out somewhere, whether it's through the player or the medical staff or I don't know, maybe some stranger on the street watching them limp and saying, hey, call in front office. I think I think Lindholm might have a broken foot. Somehow you got to figure that out and get that guy some rest because he was not himself in the playoffs and was it the difference in the series? I mean, yeah, it could have been. It could have been. Hampus Lindholm was not Hampus Lindholm. And and that's kind of the question I wanted to ask you guys. Based on last year and this year, and I know last year he got concussed, came back. I know this year he clearly apparently had a broken foot or a fractured foot. But This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. He just isn't the same person in the playoffs that he is in the regular season. And I know he had a couple of deep runs with Anaheim back in like 14, 15. They went to the conference finals at least once with him. Uh, on that on that blue line but do you guys uh, are you a little skeptical if his game transitions well to to postseason hockey it should I, I i'm not saying he, his game shouldn't i'm just asking is it fair to wonder yeah i mean it, it's fair to wonder just because we haven't seen it in boston yet you know we've we've talked about how he has now has zero points in 11 playoff games uh with the bruins but you know, I do think like the injuries have to be taken into account. Uh, getting concussed, missing time last year, dealing with this foot injury now this year, like again, doesn't totally excuse it, but like it's it's a factor, and I think it comes back to something we've talked about before, which is like defensemen tend to get injured more often than forwards. You know, especially around playoff time. Now, obviously, Lindholm's injury this year came before the playoffs, but it's you know. It's why, like, when, when people talk about, like, oh, well, Grizzlick's not made for the playoffs. And it's like, yeah, okay, he's gotten injured a couple of times as well. But it's like, you look at Lindholm, you look at the way he plays and his body, did just everything, his size. You're like, 
he should be made for the playoffs. And yet you've still had to deal with injuries now in the playoffs the last two years. So it's just, it's hard. It's hard to stay healthy as a defenseman. And it's why, you know, so much of like whatever team wins the cup, it's often the one who just wins the war of attrition who kind of just happens to luck out and not suffer injuries, especially on the back end. Um, I, you know, I still really like campus Lindholm and I would still feel good about having him in my, lineup playing a lot of minutes heading towards the playoffs next year. Um, because I, I look at these and I'm like, I don't know that like they're injuries that were caused by, Oh, he's just not built for the playoffs. Like last year, it's kind of a bad pet. He maybe should have been more aware of Svechnikov closing in, but it's kind of a bad pass by Carlo behind the net that sort of sets him up in a bad spot this year. The, what initiates the foot injury is just blocking a shot. And it's like, yeah, sorry. Like defensemen have to do that. You know, Derek Forbert suffered two injuries blocking shots this year. It's like, there's only, there's only so much you can do. You can't just like tell your defenseman to go the whole season without blocking shots. Like you're congrats. You're giving up six goals a game, you know, enjoy trying to make the playoffs doing that. Like, so I don't, I don't really know like what you, what you Lindholm can do about it, but um yeah, you know, until you see it, I think it becomes a question. And, you know, now next year you're going to be going on year three and, like, he's locked up for seven more years, uh, you know, after this one. So it's like, yeah, you, you want to see it. Like, you want to see Hamas Lindholm play, like, a Norris Trophy candidate in the playoffs because you've seen in the regular season. Um, but I'm not doing anything differently. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, they got to trade Lindholm because he's struggled in the playoffs two years. Like, now you just you have to just like every other defenseman, you have to hope he's going to be healthy come this time next year. And um, you know, unfortunately, there's op- lots of opportunities for for him to not be healthy, but you kind of just have to cross your fingers. I, I think theoretically he should be the same in the postseason performance wise as he was in the regular season. No, no reason to think that the pressure should be able to get to him the way that it kind of looked like it did this series. He if you think about it, what his strengths are, obviously, like you said, Brian, his skating, but he also is just a smart hockey player. So some of the mistakes he was making um, were not characteristic of him through the regular season. Um, so, yeah, in theory, he shouldn't have any issue transitioning his game to the playoffs. Um, smart defenseman, quick defenseman can affect series. Look at Brandon Montour. Um, so he – the injuries uh, turns out two playoffs in a row have slowed him down to the point where he was not a hundred percent himself. And you could tell. I would say in addition to like, when you say, when you say the, the team that often wins the cup is one who wins the war of attrition. I, I agree with that, but the team that wins the cup, they're, they're all playing hurt too. So it's, it's not about avoiding injury. It's about, you're going to be injured. I guarantee you if, if, if the Panthers wouldn't have Stanley cup this year, you'll probably find out that Brandon Montour is playing with a separated shoulder or, you know, a sprained something like a sprained wrist or something. There's going to be something that comes out and you're going to sit there and say, Oh wow. I can't believe he played that well playing with through, playing through that injury. Like it's, it's, it's less about avoiding getting hurt and more about maintaining a, 
a, a, a higher floor for your, for your standards when you are hurt. And I know that varies injury to injury. Obviously, it's going to affect different parts of your game depending on what your injury is. But I guarantee you guys, the, the Bruins are never going to win a Stanley Cup without some of their top players b- being hurt and doing so. I, I it's just it's just the reality of, of the sport. So it, it it's it makes me it makes me question if I just don't want I just don't want the Bruins to be one of those teams where it's like they're they're fragile to or to the to the to the point where if if something's lingering or hurting them that's it they can't they can't be relatively themselves and i know that's like really unfair for me to say and kind of like inhumane for me to expect of people but it's the sport that they play and, and their opponents are are faced with the same obstacles too and like i said the four teams remaining in vegas carolina dallas and florida there's, you know, there's stuff going on in those locker rooms and, and they're still performing at a, at a level to be where they are. And so, yeah, it, it, it is, it is, it is a little unfair to sit there and say tough shit, play through it. But if you want to win a Stanley cup, tough shit, play through it and, and, or not play through it, but you got to play through it and be, be an impact, the impact player that to an extent that you, that the team relied on you to be. And that's just the nature of, of, of a results driven business. Yeah, like in some ways, it's it's almost like the the nagging injuries are almost worse than the ones that like straight up force guys out of the lineup because it's like then it eliminates any question where it's like, all right, Bergeron and Krejci are out, like that's it, they're, they're not playing, they didn't even make the trip, and so here's the lineup, like you guys got to step up, and then it's like when Bergeron when Bergeron comes back, there's the question of like, okay, well, how much can he handle? You know, how, what percentage of himself is he like? Same with Lindholm. Now that we know he's he was playing through this and Allmark, like same, right? Like if Allmark, if Game Five or Six comes and Allmark is so injured that he just can't play, it's like then you don't have goaltending questions. Then Jeremy Swayman just goes in and and mm-hmm. he has to step up. But because Allmark is good enough to play and he hasn't been ruled out, it's like okay, now you have to do the all right. Well. He can play, but at what percentage? And can he make all the movements he has to make? And you know, not trying to make excuse excuses. Like you're you're right, Brian. If if you're in the lineup, you got to play. Like, period. Like any hockey player will tell you that. If if you're in the lineup, you're expected to perform. No one's gonna no one's gonna feel sorry because you find out after. Oh, you know, he was only sixty five percent. Like, well, if you if you can't do the job well enough, then you shouldn't be in. So. um yeah, like it's it's absolutely fair, um, but it it is tough. Like when you get those those nagging ones where guys are clearly less than one hundred percent, and you're still trying to figure out if they can handle you know the minutes that they usually handle and and all that. So, um, yep, every everything deals with it. It doesn't. Ultimately, the Bruins are still up three to one and blew the lead, and guys being banged up doesn't doesn't excuse that. Like. <laughs> They, that's still a series they should have won period at the end of the day. So, um, but yeah, you know, it, on Lindholm in particular, like it does help explain some of his play and yes, you wish they'd caught it earlier and knew exactly what they were dealing with because they probably could have taken a better, smarter approach. Can this um, Swedish reporter also find out what happened to Allmark? Can we get him on the case? Yeah. Him or her on the case. Uh, to cracking the injury, like an injury that we 
we know exists. We just don't know what it is quite yet and how bad it, but, and the thing about the nagging injuries too, is when it's, when it's that, or when it, when it's more defined, you take the decision out of the player's hand to decide whether or not he's good enough to go. And a lot of these guys were saying they were good and they weren't. Um, So that, that whole decision-making process looks a lot differently. If the, hairline fracture shows up on the x-ray or if whatever was bothering Allmark uh, had a more of a definitive um, display that you could go, okay, well, this needs to look better than it does right now for you to go in or what, what have you. Um, I think that the play, they allow the Bruins allowed their players to make those decisions on their, not necessarily hundred percent on their own, but to, to weigh in heavily in those decisions and, they didn't work out. No, they allowed the inmates to run the asylum and you can't have that. Like the players have to play coaches, coach, medical staff. You have, you have to be able to make tough decisions when it just might be best for the team. Now, obviously the biggest one would be Bergeron coming back into the series after game four. Like that was the biggest personnel decision where it was like the coach listening to the player. And I don't think there's a person in Boston in the moment, fan, coach, player, ownership management or otherwise that would have said Bergie, you're good to play ah sorry let's rest up the theory made sense in theory but i think montgomery was not alone in 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 being like okay Bergie, come here come here get back in the lineup like i think that that one makes sense but just in just in general yeah the best games they played were games three and four bar none and and the lineup was I mean, you were down your quote unquote top two centers, like everybody had to step up and fill in. And then those are perfect examples of, yeah, I mean, like you don't have your ideal lineup out there, but you can still, you can still find ways to win and, and, and play the right way. And, and so maybe lessons learned there too. I don't know. It's uh, I don't know if the Bruins are going to have that issue next year where they're going to have a, an all-star type roster going into a playoffs. Or <laughs> not, maybe not even the, Two no. same goalies. Well, at least one of them, yeah. 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 Or or a forty point cushion where they can afford yeah. to rest, guys. Yeah. Like 